Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Inside Legion, the podcast that takes place inside David Holler's mind. Or is it David Holler's mind or David Holler's mind? I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Justin or good Justin or maybe both at the same time. I'm Pete. Hey, and we are talking about the season two finale of Legion. Very exciting times. Yeah. Chapter 19, one of my favorite chapters <laughs> to yeah. talk about. Uh, this, I, I don't even know how to begin. This is uh, whatever you expected out of the season finale. And I think you knew this going into Legion, that whatever you expect, they always swerve in another direction. Oh, man. This definitely swerved in some real big directions. Yeah. Some crazy directions. Emotional roller coaster. Absolutely. And, this uh, let's talk before we get into the recap or anything. What is your take on this season as a whole? How have you felt about it compared to the first season on its own? I definitely I like this season better. Really? Uh, yeah, I feel like. Well, you always like the newest things, so that's not that's not necessarily true. <laughs> I like a lot of very old fashioned things. Mm. But have you guys tried the new flavors of ice cream? That's coming out? <laughs> oh, Halo Top! <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite thing. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I always love the people the chips, new flavors of chips. Mm-hmm. Have you ever mm-hmm. tried any of those, Alex? <laughs> the new flavors of chips, yeah, uh, all the time. I yeah. love them. Have you tried uh, Canada Dry's releasing a ginger ale with lemonade in it? Wow. Well, you're right on the edge. Yeah, of... see, that's the difference between you and me. Because <laughs> you like the new stuff, but I'm like on the cutting you edge of soda. Yeah. Uh, a man for a, someone who uh, is very busy, you do find time to get all the new chip flavors. Listen, my children could wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did buy some fried pickle chips, and they're in this house right now. If you Ooh, want them, cut this podcast short. Uh, but I do think. Uh, I, I think this is just a, a better season. There was it was less. It was driving. It, it felt more confident. It felt like it was driving towards something. We didn't always know what it was, but it was something in the end, which we saw today. Uh, what about you, Pete? How'd you feel? I feel like the first season was. It's set such an amazing tone, and also had such a like scary factor. Like this, 
Like we didn't know what was going on. Things were weird. Things were crazy. But like that first season with that angry kid and all that kind of stuff, like just really scared moments, intense moments. I really like this uh, latest season as well. But to me, the first season was just absolutely mind blowing. Uh yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to process specifically so close to watching the finale, I think. But yeah. the first season to me was very cerebral. There was a lot of emotion there, obviously, and the characters were phenomenal. But it was one of those shows that you got into it, and every single episode you had no idea what you were going to get, like we said at the beginning of the podcast. Here, if anything, we still got insane ideas and insane visuals. And I want to talk in a second about whether this season was a musical or not. Oh, Um, it might be. uh, What I think it really drilled down on more than last season was the emotions of the characters and the emotional arcs. It gave them room to breathe really at the end of the day. And we'll talk about this. I think a lot as we get into the plot, but this season was about Sid and David and their relationship and how love lasts or it breaks apart. That's really what it was. I think that focus is what made me like the second Mm -hmm. season more. Definitely felt like we didn't know what was happening for a lot of it, but all the little clues just kept amounting to it ending up being about that in a weird way also despite it being like a globetrotting journey to find a body uh i felt like this was a smaller season like it was a more intimate season it was very focused again on those characters on those two people to almost uh unfortunately the exclusion of some other characters like we got some wonderful moments with everybody else but it was so focused on david and sid to me that i felt like there were a couple of other characters that got a little lost in there like when we get into talking about the finale uh carrie and carrie didn't get as much resolution as i would like ton was literally shoved into He's a computer out, yeah. and left behind. Uh, Clark was kind of just there. And Melly and Oliver as well are That's these another wonderful big... characters that didn't get as much to do as I would have liked to have seen them do. Interesting, though, I do think with the birds, they got... A resolution in this episode. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They had their relationship also a big part of this. I would say, All like, right. relationships right. in general, like theirs and, you know, like the older relationship and the younger relationship and kind of the reflection of both, I think, were a big part of this season. I also think that because Carrie and Carrie didn't have as much. With, because Wait, sorry, you're talking about Carrie and Carrie, right? Yes. Okay, uh, Pete, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great bit. It's not a bit. This is just yeah, how we talk. Life. You have to be specific. If I pointed at you and said Alex, that'd be the wrong name to call someone. Right. So I'm saying, like, let's make sure we have our names straight. Just yeah. when we talk about it. Great. Yeah, we Don't talk worry. about this. By the way, uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, uh, we talk about this a lot during the week between the podcast. Yeah. We have uh, hour-long training sessions every day. Flashcards. We just look at Pete and we shout, Carrie, 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 Carrie. And we try to make him identify And it. the crazy thing is he's never got it right once. Not once. It's favorite part of my week, guys. <laughs> Uh, so I do think because their relationship isn't romantic, uh, they they're Who's isn't romantic. Carrie and Carrie. Oh, uh, they're like friends. <laughs> you were your dander was up, sir. <laughs> well, I was. I thought you were going to say uh, the the other one, and I was like, "What are you talking Birds. about?" Yeah. Uh, well, I have some stuff to say about that too. I, uh, I would hope so, uh, but because they they were just. So they they didn't need the the arc the arc of the season was about relationships romantic relationships and theirs is not that so I think they were like a stabilizing force so that's why I feel like in this episode you get just them being fun yeah it was a good time I mean they had that arc they had that arc about them being separated Uh, uh, right Alex 
No, I'm Pete. Oh, no, see? Man. you got to remember names. Yeah, that was a good test, though. I like yeah. that. Let's save that for uh, tomorrow. Yeah, for tomorrow <laughs> when we get up at dawn and really run Pete through the paces. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's just, it's a good time. Anyway, moving on. Sure. Let's move on to the recap so far leading into this episode. Uh, we touched on this a little bit already, but the big things to know are the Shadow King, a evil parasite that infected David Holler for most of his life, is searching for his body. Uh, as of the end of last episode, he was reunited with his body. Uh, David has been driven mad by the search and separated from his girlfriend, Sid, who was turned against him by Melanie Bird. Uh, Oliver Bird, in a very different way, turned David and drove him to the brink of insanity. Uh, At the same time, everybody else is converging on this desert uh, in order to stop the Shadow King from getting his body back. Obviously, they're a little late on that. Um, And we're leading towards this epic confrontation. The other little thing you should know, which we'll get to in a moment, is something's going on with Lenny. We speculated a lot. We called it correctly. Uh, She has a weapon. She is hiding out in the desert. She was brought back to life by the Shadow King, so you would think that the Shadow King would know what's going on with her. Turns out she was, in fact, David's ace card. Uh, Ace card? Ace in the hole? Ace in the hole. Hole hole card? Yeah. How is your uh, uh, international poker tournament going? Oh, I lost. (laughs) Yeah. Real bad. Again? Yeah. I lost everything. I managed to buy some real nice, special, different chips before I did. Oh, that's my last little money. My kids are very hungry right now, but we're going to be all right. And uh, let me just remind the listeners, like your tail is just um, turning your cards over and screaming, (laughs) uh, I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) over and over again. Yeah. uh, Sometimes I go, oh, poker. (laughs) Oh, no. That's good. Oh, yeah. Everyone has a tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your tell, Pete? I don't have one. No? Not even a little bit. Not even? Really? Do you? Oh, I, I, yeah. I'm very obvious, unfortunately. Yeah. I cannot imagine that you don't play poker and get screaming bad I do. all the time. It's, uh, your tell it's, is, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> rage. yeah it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely got thrown out of a couple of poker tournaments. Uh, really? <laughs> That's a crazy thing to say. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Alex called it. Wow, that's crazy. My tell is being like a little obnoxious. Um, (laughs) So you're lying right now. (laughs) You've been lying this whole time. Full house, guys. Oh, Oh, man. Uh, So uh, that's pretty much all you need to know going on to the episode. Uh, We'll probably get to the rest of it in a second, but let's kick off. uh, Like I said earlier, this season straight up was a musical. There was almost a musical number in every single episode. Uh, There was original, not original music, but there were covers by Noah Hawley and Jeff Russo throughout the season it's been straight up like starting with this episode or the start of this episode David is singing his feelings out loud sorry but it actually starts with the tuning fork giant tuning fork Yes. Stumbling sure. through. So it was real last episode that there's this giant tuning fork that when it rings, it will eliminate everybody's powers for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, also, on that note, this is a little bit of a side note, uh, but somebody yelled at us online. Melanie Bird does not have powers as far as has been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't said one way or the other, but everybody kind of assumes that she's actually human and not, in fact, a mutant at all, which... Doesn't seem it seems right to weird. Me. Maybe her power is being able to smoke a lot of elephant weed. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I wish I had weed. that power. Yeah, dude. I know. Yeah, I love weed. <laughs> dude, What's I your favorite know. thing about weed? About weed? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hiding it on different people in people's coats. <laughs> 
And they go into <laughs> airport security. Wow, that's really messed right. up. They <laughs> get narc. <laughs> that's my really fucked up. That's my high. Yeah. <laughs> so it starts with David floating and singing. Uh, so the tuning fork sets up Chekhov's tuning fork. Yeah, one hundred percent. We know. I mean, we t- talked about that. As you Chekhov talk about talks about, last. if you set up a tuning fork in the first act, it has to pay off like five minutes later. Yeah, exactly. Almost <laughs> instantly. Uh, Chekhov, horrible playwright. Everybody knows that. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, we see uh, David um, floating, singing "Behind Blue Eyes." Uh, yeah. This, which was, was pretty f- powerful, phenomenal. so good, so well I loved shot. It. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. floating over the desert that desert. used to be a valley. Yeah, uh, and just these beautiful shots of like sunset and. Or was it sunrise? I guess it was probably sunrise. Yeah. Uh, sunrise and uh, just the desert landscape. And then the Shadow King is floating towards him. Singing oh. some French bullshit. No, yeah. it, was pro- it seemed like the same th- song. He was just oh, doing maybe. the French. Well, French. Version of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, real yeah. pretentious, Shadow yeah. King. Really and wow. then you guys we see French people. they meet and they have an animated fight. Um, this uh, One of the things that I really liked about this episode are... I mean, they weren't totally subtle, but they weren't like people saying them out loud. The amount of callbacks to things throughout the season and throughout the seasons, this almost felt like, to get back to the musical thing, it almost felt like repeating melodies in a certain way, that we are getting these themes, we are getting these ideas. And if you remember back to, I think it was the penultimate episode of season one, uh, we saw who still isn't confirmed to be Professor Xavier fighting the Shadow King, and we show an animated version of it, this called back to that. And this also called back to the fight that David and Shadow King had when they first met earlier on this season, where they kept pulling out different weapons at each other. And it was so cool to see. Very cool. It was like some 90s MTV-style animation. Uh, Definitely. It was really fun. It uh, kind of reminded me of Big Trouble Little China. Where they had their playing, you know, they're doing that. Talking to the microphone, Pete. Yeah, it was a fun (laughs) moment. I, you know, sometimes when they take a risk like that, I worry they can pull people out of the moment. But I really felt like it uh, it really was so well done. I think Legion is a show where anything goes. At this point, they could do literally anything on screen, and I would (laughs) not blink an eye. Uh, One other visual that I want to point out, uh, particularly for those of you who aren't comic book readers, this is just one little thing, but they keep changing into different shapes. They become Cyclops, they shoot guns, uh, but there's one key moment where the Shadow King turns into this spider body. I was, was going to yeah. say this exact same yeah. thing, which wanna... is right out of the comics. Like yeah. That's very... Uh, in almost every Shadow King arc, mm-hmm. he's the spider. At yeah, he has the spider body, and usually it's this no offense meant, but this obese uh, Shadow King uh, with a fez and like a thin mustache, but he has the glasses. So it's definitely calling on that. And in fact, if you're reading Astonishing X-Men, I think they yeah. did it this past week. Yeah, it was just yeah. It's, it, this whole arc he's been in. Uh, you mentioned this a couple of times, but Astonishing X-Men, the comic book running right now, I think it just finished under Charles Soule. Oh uh, yeah, he did 12 issues. Yeah. Uh, Straight up, a lot of the themes going in Astonishing X-Men over the past arc have shown up on the show or vice versa, I guess. Yeah, it's sort of odd because it, like, I don't know, like, it's not like that was purposeful, I don't think. Like, I don't think that would ever be coordinated. But yeah, uh, Shadow King's the villain. There's a lot of just psychic battles. Uh, There's a lot of, like, people not knowing what's real. The Shadow King taking over different people. It was very, if you're looking to dive into a comic book series based on your interest in this character, you could start there. It's by Charles Soule. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, so we got this big fight between them. Uh, they are epically battling. Uh, and then Lenny. Sniper shot. Sniper shot. So here's another thing that we talked about in a previous episode. Uh, as we talked about, does Lenny suddenly have these sniper powers in these this new body? Here's my thought watching this episode. I think that's just the weapon she has. Like, yeah. we know this is some sort of special, weird weapon. Mm. I don't think she's suddenly a sharpshooter necessarily so much as this weapon is helping her along. That's my theory, at least. Yeah. Uh, I, I buy that. I Also, I feel like it could just be the dumb chance or dumb luck sort of sure. situation. I don't know. She's real good at shooting in this yeah. episode. Uh, uh, sort of. Yeah, but she kind of does an oops about. one on the second shot. Yeah. Does she do it? Well, okay, let's talk about that in a second. So she yeah. shoots the tuning fork. That was David's plan the whole time. Everybody well, loses their powers. Well, you kind of think she was going to shoot one of them. Right. Yeah, which was a cool reveal that it was the tuning fork, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was great. I mean, that shows... You know, it's simple writing, but it's planning. And Mm. in terms of the show, David did have this plan. We've been wondering what his plan was. He set up all of these disparate elements to confuse the Shadow King and make him not realize what his plan was. And then he pulls out Lenny at the last second. Then he also pulls out a rock and starts bashing his head in, which we know as viewers is going to cause the apocalypse and destroy the entire world. Yeah. If we... I can trust future Sid. Right. Well, let's get into that then, because Sid clearly does trust future Sid. She trusts what Melanie told her. She comes out future Sid is future. Alex is just you in a couple minutes, man. I don't trust that guy. I don't trust me neither. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we finally got present Alex to admit it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Oh, fuck you guys. (laughs) Got got you guys so good. I heard you. (laughs) Oh man. But it's hard to tell, but if you listen to the voice, it's a little different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm also wearing a red shirt now. Yeah, smart. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Smart. Smart. Uh, <laughs> Sid comes out with a gun and threatens to shoot David. So She uh, says the big words, though, we need to talk. Well, yeah, which, uh, when you're in a relationship, that's, oh, you right. don't want to hear before that. Before that happens. Before we get into that, um, we have, there's this uh, cutaway. Uh, well, they, it's a title sequence of the Legion ice cube melting. All the right. The three we, years later. We get three years later, and we jump to like a home movie of uh, Melanie and Oliver Bird, who have given up their bodies and they're living in the ice cube that together. Cube life. Cube life. Um, yeah. So this is from the first season. This is where Oliver was trapped for 30 years, yeah, I long think. Time. Uh, and they basically retreated there. Yeah. Now, the big question, and this is definitely jumping ahead, is are they correct about anything? You know, this is this actually three years in the future? They feel very clearly like they end up calling time soup at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't really know what's going on time wise. So how trustworthy is what's going on with them and what they're saying? Well, it's that question at the end of the podcast, like what part is real? You know? Oh, man, that's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I feel like it, they do seem like they're losing their minds. They've given up their bodies. Their bodies are hidden mm-hmm. um, and they are. Uh, it, is this what Melanie? Sorry, wanted? real quick. Would you say they let their bodies hit the floor? I think no, that's wow. exactly what they did. Okay, cool. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to show us the tattoo every time you make reference. To uh, do you want me to take off my shirt? No, you, no. Yeah, I already. I can okay. keep that red shirt. Ah, fuck on. you guys! Oh. It's a yellow shirt now. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little more evil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> is this what Melanie wanted? She um, is with Oliver. Uh, yep. They're not going anywhere. They're just getting to dance and read poetry to each other Aww. all day, every day. I think, yes. I think that is what Melanie wanted, for better or for worse. I, I think probably for worse, because she is a good, strong person that, like Sid, should not necessarily need Oliver. But she has decided that was that's what she wants and that's what she needs. Uh, she spent decades waiting for him. He came back, immediately gotten taken over by the Shadow King and left. And so finally she just gets to spend time with him, even if it is losing her mind and losing her personality. Uh, but it does seem to me like it's the the... On the relationship tip, it's like getting married and moving to the suburbs and giving up uh, your career, basically. It's, I think from the viewer's perspective, it's the wrong choice. Yes. But I think Melanie definitely thinks it's the right choice. It is the fruition of her character arc this season. Yeah, and but maybe I, last season as well, frankly. Yeah. I don't think she's happy. I mean, she's losing. It she's seems like you're mind. just... Oliver seems happy. She does not. It seems like you're really defensive of like them trying to put this metaphor that, you know, relationships are like being stuck in a cube with somebody else. Yeah, but once you're married, it doesn't feel like a cube. It's just like a, like a room that's where the walls are slowly closing in. <laughs> oh, yeah, with like spikes on the wall and stuff, right? Yeah, spikes uh, yeah. or like hot lava at the bottom or um, just like bees, bees. I'm surrounded by bees. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So uh, that's what I'm saying. Just that's a comment on marriage that maybe this show is happening. It's just uh, you're in an ice cold uh, box for the rest of your life. Yeah, you're just- yeah. Marriage Stuck is great. Time. Marriage yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah it's just totally great. good. Get married. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, I tried it already. <laughs> okay. Well, well, you broke out of that ice cube. Yeah, I did. I was uh, like, "Yo, ice cube suck." Where'd you hide your body? I'm not telling you. That's why it's hidden. <laughs> it's still hidden. I gotta tell you guys, just to be very clear, I live in an ice palace. Oh, <laughs> oh cool. All right, big time. Yeah, um, frozen. Yes. Uh, let it go. Oh, God. Oh, man, this podcast is a fucking musical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, after that, we get back to the action um, with, uh, as we were talking about, Sid shows up and she's got a gun. Right. Uh, I just want to spend one more second on it. I know we talked about this a little bit already, but I do think... They say it's three years later. I do think there's a little bit of structural delaying in the episode going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this actually is three years later. Like, I don't think it's necessarily predetermined that there is the end of the world or anything like that. I think these, when Harry met Sally scenes that we're seeing with the birds may be an illusion in a certain way. I don't but remember. But we'll have to wait and see for next season. Like, yeah. we're, we're going to very quickly, like, I think the theme of next season is going to be, you know... I'll uh, have what she's having. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. that would be. Can was, men and women be friends? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think so. Yeah. I think no, no, so. Let's ask the woman on this podcast. Uh, oh. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh. oh <shit. laughs> Don't let anybody know uh, about that I part did. of the podcast. <laughs> I did like the moment where they both realized that they helped the Shadow King, you know? They both kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that uh, was again, to get back to it, yes, they're trapped. Absolutely. Uh, my point being that I think we're going to get into a debate of uh, destiny versus making your choices next season. Yeah. Uh, because I cannot believe we're just like, yep, we know David's going to destroy the world. The end. That's not the yeah. end of the story. Well, you know? uh, but I do think they're like David turned. I believe that. We just... Yeah. We, the rest of the episode is David turning, but then they gave Spoiler, up... Spoiler, dude. They gave up on the world and went to this ice cube, so they don't actually know, I think. Sure. So, exactly. Yes. So 
yes. their, from their point of view, yeah, David turned and the world ended. But they even say in this, well, we don't know what happened. We left our bodies and got, sure. came into that's this right. ice cube. Right. And so, time is yes. soup. You're time right. is and soup. Time which is I soup. fully, that's why I have a little Straight just, up. What kind of soup? Real quick. I would say clam chowd. Oh. oh. I was also going to go with minestrone. Really? Yeah, yeah that was wow. the first one that came to mind. Man, this day soup dating game. Is... Life is, you know, it, minestrone is such a jumble. It's kind of, you know, that's kind of like life. You mean all soups? <laughs> are you talking about how all soups are a mix of stuff? <laughs> well, clam chowder is like just a couple of basic ingredients, you know, whereas like you minestrone. Been ha- well, quit eating this basic clam chowder and come over to the fun side. <laughs> I'll make you a clam chowder that's going to knock your brains out. Yeah, oh. so By the way, full of shit. Yeah, real quick, I saw it already and it was phenomenal. You really got to go see Pete's off-Broadway show, Life is Soup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For an hour, he makes a really beautiful minestrone, talks about life, and at the end, he serves it to you and you're like, I get it. Oh, wow. wow. Thank you for that plug. No problem. It's yeah, crazy really expensive. Is. I scouted yeah, it's tickets. Because it it it's all fresh ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> In every show. I That's gotta, the expensive part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the soup ingredients? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah, you basically, full to be audience. honest, you're paying for the soup. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Are you just in a Hale and Hardy soup screaming at people? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I it's guys it's super clock we need to get going yeah let's 100%. so sid uh comes in and threatens david um do you want to talk through this I've, i saw you furiously taking notes at this yeah point. Oh, i mean there's just so much to talk about with this show all the time well she shows up she killed the minotaur uh yes well, asked about it then later carrie says she did well, they were, did it together. Yeah, they worked together. Okay. Um, and I think that's the kind of thing you can both take. Wait, sorry, Carrie or Carrie? Like I said, Carrie. Mm. All right. Mm, but he wasn't there. I said it correctly, so fuck you. <laughs> you don't even know which one is which. I do. <laughs> uh, and so David quickly realizes that he, she's pointing the gun at him. And... Uh, they're, so they're confronting each other over all the stuff that Melanie told Sid last episode. Farouk's there. Tension's high. This is a stressful scene. Yeah. He could wake up at any moment. Um, but I think Melanie really did uh, convince her. Yeah, which sucks. So I have a question for you guys. What do you think Sid wants? This episode, if there's one f- big fault I have with it, is I don't feel like I know what Sid wants separate yeah. from David. She, yeah, she wants to stop David. Well, she, she, wants, to, she wants to stop David, but I'm saying emotionally what she wants. Because we had that episode a couple of episodes back where she was running him through his paces and he kept coming up with answers of, oh, this is what your motivation is. This is what your motivation. And eventually she says, I want fire. I want to see things burn. I don't want safety. That's the realization that she comes to and that she expresses to David. And in a weird, fucked up way, I would think this David that is like a little out of control would be more appealing to yeah, but that, was that before, Sid based on what she wants. That was before she got mind wiped by the pools and, you know. Well, I don't think she, she got mind wiped. I think no, she got no, shown, she, the, shown she, the truth. She got shown truth. Well, yeah. she got coaxed into a version of the truth that fits Farouk and his plan. Uh, I mean, yes, there's there. It's debatable, but I think that's sort of the theme of the season is like when information gets in your brain, it's done. I was just whether upset. Oh, I'm sorry. Whether it's delusion or not. But I mean, to your point, I think she wants fire, but she wants trust. She needs to be trust. Have David have Uh, trust between them. Do you think she said, I want fire. I want to I want burn. I want tension. And then when she saw that taken to its logical extreme with David in the pool, she thought. Oh, maybe not. Maybe that's not what that I want. Could be. 
I think she just saw. She's like. By the way, this is a podcast called Three Guys Trying to Figure Out What Women Want. <laughs> oh, boy. She's like the great Mel Gibson movie, but What Women Want. I felt like David did a horrible job trying to explain himself. Well, I think. Yes, and I think that's where we find his delusion in this episode. Um, yep. He says there's a lot of talk. Uh, he says the line, God loves sinners best yeah. uh, a couple times. A bunch. And there's a lot of, like, David talking about God as if it's another person, and then over the course of the episode, he talks about God as himself. Yeah. Uh, so it, I think, like, the overarching, over, the overarching thing is David becomes evil, I think, in this season, mm-hmm. and uh, in this episode specifically, and I think Sid just sees it before we do. All right. I think that's fair. So and I do think she earnestly falls out of love with him. Right. So she then shoots David, or at least we think she shoots David. Oh, and man. then we flash immediately to David's bedroom, right? Was it? Uh, yes. Well, there's yeah. a great well, line. A great line we should say, David says, who's the hero? And Sid says, me. And then shoots him. Yeah. Well. So do you think that's her delusion? Uh, no. I think, well, maybe. I do think that's it being influenced by the fact that future Sid is alive and has been their touch point after the fact. Right. So she knows that she's the only one standing and she's still doing this fight and also knows that the birds are gone, that like, it seems like division three is sort of over in the future yeah. and it's just her trying to figure it out. So well, I don't know necessarily. I mean, we don't because, know. We don't know, but it, uh, she's Carrie, the only one. As we find out later, did definitely make the orb and did set it back in time. So at least there's some remnants of division yeah, three in the future. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when she she doesn't actually shoot him, what happens is already. Well, hold on, Wait, hold, hold on, on, hold on, hold on. We'll get there because there's other stuff that happens to me before that. Yeah, whoa there, whoa there, Nelly. Yeah, well, you're talking so about the we, shooting part. I well, get excited. We, we don't find out exactly what happens because we flash to David's bedroom, uh, and you're, I think you're supposed to think that maybe David is dead. Maybe this is the moment before his death. We're yeah, not exactly sure what what's going on, uh, and David is presented with David and then presented with David. Uh, and we again, flash back to a couple of themes and ideas from earlier in the season. Uh, we get to see John Ham's delusion egg narration. Oh man. Great. Huge. Uh, John was one Hamm. of your favorites. I did love that one. Yeah. Uh, do you think I, I'm asking a lot of do you thinks this episode? Uh, that's one of like my patented catchphrases. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Do you think uh, that John Hamm's narration this whole time has been happening in David's head? Um, oh, interesting. I know. I think that exists outside of that's to me instructional. Sure. That's like the instructional videos on Lost. Like it's meant for uh, us to see. Oh, okay, so you think it's just sort of. But we did establish that. It was part, at least one of them was part of the astral plane because we zoomed over from the lesson that was happening to Farouk charging up that car so that he could travel further in time. So maybe it is something like it exists in the astral plane. It exists separate from our reality or from their reality. Yeah, like when you get into the astral plane, there's an instruction. You can press a button for the instructions and you get to watch these. So you join the astral plane. (laughs) Man, I can't wait. What are you going to do first when you join the astral plane, Pete? Eat as many cheeseburgers as you can. Oh, man. Oh, like imaginary cheeseburgers. Yeah. Nice. There's no you going to dip them in some soup? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. What, what else you did what else do with cheeseburgers? Yeah. I'm going to try to uh, book the voiceover job from John Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. luck, man. <laughs> really? That's a big step down from John Hamm to you, bro. Oh, well, come that's on. It. It's all about the voice. I think we got to give him a chance. we got to give, give him a, a chance at least. Just give him a Can shot. you say... Uh, can what is delusion? That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> 
I said, I know, I know I was the first one to respond to myself doing it, but yeah. uh, no, 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 I was, was surprised I remembered how John Hamm said it. <laughs> no, that was actually, that was very good. I like that a lot. Uh, I feel like uh, there should be, uh, like they do uh, uh, rap battles. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what it was? Lip sync battle got stuck uh, in my head. Oh, man. Uh, you and everyone in America, uh, man. <laughs> that's a popular show. We got to yeah. do a podcast where we just break down lip sync battle. Oh, jeez. No, we do not. What uh, is uh, LL Cool J going to do now? Oh, man. He, <laughs> what are you, what are you talking What are you talking about? about? Who hosts LL Cool it J? Does, it is LL Cool J. Yeah, okay. All right. What, what, well, uh, that's the sort of thing that we would talk about on the podcast. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Like, what is Seth Green going to come out and blow us away with? <laughs> what a man. I can't believe he did it. What yeah. a man. Uh, that's great. So uh, David is presented with David and David, and we basically get the... It starts as the devil and the angel on his shoulder, but very quickly I think it becomes the devil and the devil. Yeah. Uh, one of them is trying to point out to him that he has always been deluded. Going about Sid. About Sid. Going all the way back to the all, clockworks of the first episode when he first saw her he's basically saying love is a delusion well that's what uh, i mean maybe that's something to talk about the end of the episode because i do think well the green green shirt is mad at david and Mm -hmm. yellow shirt is down on sid uh, mm-hmm. And Redshirt is our sort of the main David, right? Uh, so I de- def- they're pushing him, they're coming at him like a vice on both sides, saying yeah. you fucked up uh, and made all the wrong choices. She's the delusion. Um, they also said that he was the chicken. So the, which yeah. comes first, the chicken or egg? They were saying chicken comes first. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a huge, huge reveal. If that's that's true. true. That's a huge reveal. That is uh, enormous. If yeah, I can't yeah. believe this show of all shows revealed that. Really, blow, yeah, yeah, it's going to rock great. the dairy industry. <laughs> I think so. Uh, but the other, the other David <laughs> also says, "You're God." Basically, he's yeah. like, oh, yeah. "You, you are all powerful." So one of them is trying to break him from Sid, and the other one is trying to convince him, "Screw everybody else, just go and do whatever you're going to do." Yeah. We also get him saying, "I'm a good person. I deserve." love yes uh, for the first time which uh, repeats and they talk about like sticking to the plan that is i think the most relatable phrase in the history of legion like to me that is that is supposed to bring us into david and make us understand david because who hasn't thought that who hasn't thought particularly at their loneliest points I'm I'm a good person. Exactly that. I'm a good person. I deserve love. You yeah. know, I deserve to have this happiness that other people deserve. Whatever love means to them. I agree. And I think um, the way they use it here, I think, is so smart because the first time he says it, you believe him. Well, this is when we're still on his side. Um, we, we do think he's a good person, so we do think he deserves love. Then by the end of this episode, when he's saying it, he's not a good person. And it feels like he's owed love. He thinks he's owed right. love. And that's the yeah, way that he it definitely gets real at creepy the at the yeah. end. We, we talk quite a bit about it on the podcast, and I think one of the other things that this season has been dealing with is: can you understand other people? You know, if you look at Sid's yeah. powers, that's what she's been constantly trying to do. Whether it's cats or people, um, that's what she's been trying to express to David. Uh, almost everybody has these powers that, in some way, lets them into other people's heads, but at mm-hmm. the same time, they are 
staying separate and focused on their own things. And I think that's what we're getting here with David repeating this phrase over and over is I'm a good person. I deserve love. Yeah. Not you are a good person. You deserve love to Sid or to anybody else. It's all about him. And that for somebody who is the most powerful mutant in the world, who has the ability to get inside anybody else's brain, Ultimately, I think that is the fact. That is the thing that turns him evil, is that lack of empathy. And also, uh, the flip of it is, the logical flip of that is true. I'm a good person. I deserve love. By the end of the episode, he's not a good person, so he does not deserve love. And I think that uh, that is the delusion, the fact that he's a good person. There, There was also like a... There was a moment where she was just kind of like, I know you've had a tough time and kind of goes through like the whole Shadow King and like how everything's been happening so fast and you thought you were crazy and then you were given powers. So it, it there was a nice moment where she was like, you know, you've been through a lot. It's OK to be kind of weirded out by that. Yeah. Yeah. That's later on. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's loop back to that in a second, because I do think something else is going on there. Uh, But after David does get out of the bedroom, uh, he wakes up. We find out that Lenny, after getting a little high on that old elephant vape. Oh, she had a gator. Oh, she like was a gator vape. It was a gator vape. As soon as she hit that second shot, she was like, puff, puff. Oh, my job's done here. Yeah, so she uh, gets off a shot. You think she's going to shoot Sydney, but she actually shoots the bullet between them. I it seems like was, she was trying to shoot Sydney. I think yeah. it was totally on purpose. No, no, uh, she was. That's why she said "oops." Like she was trying to shoot oh, really? Sid. Yeah, she was you like, think? "Oops." I think so. Yeah, but she would have been too late anyway. She would have shot Sydney, and Sydney would have already have shot David. But she didn't know that David was being shot. Yeah, she just she shot. saw Sydney shooting David. I'm just saying. She, she saw him hold. She didn't know that. She, she pulled the trigger at the same with enough time for the bullets to meet. Yeah, so like, she great. also was so far away. By the time she pulled, she okay. Looks. So, th- so think about this time. I've done the math, Alex. <laughs> so have I. So she shoots the bullet, right? Yeah. It meets Sydney's bullet right in the middle. Right. Yeah. If she shot Sydney, Sydney's bullet would already have been at that point oh, in the middle. I, I totally get that. But yeah. what I'm saying is, she when she pulled the trigger, she didn't know that Sid was also pulling the trigger. Yeah. She, she thought she was shooting Sid. She yeah. missed Sid and hit the bullet. Yeah. All, right. All right. But maybe it was just a magic, you know, a fun coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, whatever it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. David wakes up from that. And bullets he, get shot out of the air all the time. 100%. Oh, you, man. Ever, you ever played Super Mario Brothers? It's like a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. just jump you on just those jump big on ones. Yeah. 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 You ever play Super Mario Brothers too? Yeah. yeah. My you guys favorite like one. radishes? Which favorite oh, thing yeah. about radishes? Toad's my dude. Yeah, Toad's my dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone loves that one the best. Yeah, it's the one definitely. where they just didn't do any of the stuff that was fun. Right? Yeah, just all about radishes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great lesson for yeah, it. Made guys us like Super Mario Brothers. Here's a game about radishes, radishes and waterfalls. <laughs> yeah, you know what kids like radishes. Yeah, yeah. So well, when I was a kid, we went. We got to go to the video store every, every now and again and ch- choose a video game to uh, to uh, take home. And the one time, nice. I have a younger brother, two years younger. The one time we let him choose. He picked Donkey Kong Junior Math, oh. which was a game that was truly just math. Math, yeah. Oh, okay. And I was like, John, please don't pick <laughs> Dude, this. Please don't get this game. I was like, it's just math. Yeah. And he was like, I want it. <laughs> and then we played it once and never again. Great. Oh man. Uh, it was like the video game version of vegetables. Yeah. And speaking of the video game version of vegetables, David wakes up and immediately mind wipes Sydney yes. and turns Ooh. her into a vegetable, so to speak. Now, let me let me ask you guys. I thought maybe he touched the side of her face and they switched bodies for a moment. 
no, I 100% thought he was wiping her memories. No. It's fucked up. That's, yeah. uh, it is really messed up. Yeah, and, I think uh, he like panicked because he didn't know what to do. And he I didn't don't want think her so. To I remember. think he was 100% to control. He had made a plan with his two other guys. They talk about it. He comes out of this fugue state, immediately mind wipes her. They put this crown on the Shadow King, which is like pretty on the nose. Yeah. I'm just going to say. Uh, Shadow King goes nuts. Uh, it stops being able to use language entirely. They put him away. And then David goes into the truck with Lenny and is like, she says, I don't believe in God. And he's like, I think you do. Yeah. So meaning uh, himself. himself. Me, yes. At which 100%, is cool. which is why I, he's completely in control and he knows exactly what he's doing at yeah. that moment. That's all part of his plan. It is only until he gets back to division three that he starts veering from it a little bit or more specifically Carrie and Carrie get in the way and make him veer from his plan a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Also, like, he tried to say when Shadow King was, like, getting arrested, he was just like, remember, it's the Shadow King. Don't trust anything he says. Like, to try to be like, hopefully the Shadow King doesn't rat him out. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a snitch, you guys. Yeah, uh, definitely. Especially if you're already murdered hundreds and hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So they get back to Division 3, and we everybody kind of realizes something wrong with Sydney. She decides she wants to go sleep for a little bit. Carrie and Carrie are like, okay, we're going to you know look into this. And Everyone go to their room for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, everybody go to their room. Well, David was like, I'll go in your room. And Sid was like, yeah, no, separate rooms is cool. Yeah. Which was smart, because she's like, I don't know. And then he does the most messed up thing possible, which is yeah. he astral projects himself into a room in the creepiest way possible. Yeah. This after she said, "Go to your separate room." Yeah, this is this was horrifying to watch. Absolutely yeah. horrifying. The way that it was filmed, the close angle. Uh, I don't know how much you guys were watching Dan Stevens' face in the scene, but he had this weird thing while he was talking where he kept twitching his nose upwards. Yeah. And it just flared his nostrils and made him look more horrifying and like this beast that was getting on top of her. Yeah. It, she eventually gives in. They do kind of have sex. Yeah, they do. I mean, I mean we see on the video or the basket yeah. face is basket watching. face is yeah. watching, which He's is a little like, oh, yeah. dude, what are you doing, bro? Uh, and we see her having sex with nothing because he's right. in his room. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty clear metaphor as well. Like yeah. there is yeah. nothing of David left. Um, at oh, this wow. point. And oh, with yeah. these multiple personalities, it definitely feels like he's becoming, he's getting closer to the comic book version yes. um, of the character, which is uh, sort of cool where there's all these different personalities. Is it and, cool? I mean, it's, uh, it's I cool. like that version. It's more yeah. specific. You like the rapey version is what you're saying? Well, no, here's no, the thing. No, no. <laughs> That's not what Justin I'm and I are comic book fans. That's how we're coming up with it. We, oh, uh, we've okay. read a lot of the X-Men comic books sure, where sure. the yeah. Legion character comes from. And in the comic books, he has multiple personalities. So that's what we're enjoying about it. You as Pete, like, is your middle finger frozen in that? <laughs> yeah, it's stuck for a little while. Oh, it's oh, the man. pinky that goes up when you're Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just proper. maybe it's the response to condescension towards me. Here's I, all I'm saying. Read a book. <laughs> a 22-page comic book. It won't take long. That's Don't all stress yourself out or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I just, I just think it's... The Legion character in the comic books is much is not good by default. He's often a villain. Right, or, but that's not who we had for most of the show. I think this episode proves that things have changed. And yeah, which sucks. Season, yeah. Turns out the show is just like Gotham. What? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just saying because like it's taking a couple of seasons to eventually meet up with the comic book version yeah. of him. Um, eventually, he's going to put on the Legion suit. They'll shine the Legion signal on the air. Oh, it's going to yeah. be super sweet. <laughs> Everyone's been waiting. And the Penguin's so going to die a bunch of times. It'll be great. Uh, so he projects to Sid uh, to do what Alex was just talking about, but he also projects to Farouk may, potentially at the same time. Yeah, I think uh, so. Which yeah. I thought was cool. And uh, that was, to me, like really seeing the Legion that I know from the comic books when yeah, he started The one who's separating. good at multitasking. Yeah, exactly. Who knows spreadsheets? Who really like, <laughs> uh, knows Excel? Yeah. Yeah. You guys having fun? <laughs> no, I, I got to be honest with you guys. If I could do that, that would be great. But do make oh. another. Yeah, if you could yeah, do that. Yeah, but like, haven't you seen multiplicity, though? Bit. Business at the same time, of course. Who hasn't seen multiplicity? Right. Yeah, eventually you're going to get, you know, Steve. Yeah, can I can I tell you? Actually, it's weird that you mentioned multiplicity because my three year old son the other day, uh, <laughs> when I was like, "Oh, I have to go to work," he's like, "No, stay here." And I was like, "No, I really have to go to work." And he's like, "Wouldn't it be great if there's one of you who could stay here and the one of you is go to work?" Oh, man. I was like, "That is literally the plot of multiplicity, dude." <laughs> he's oh, like, wow. "What?" <laughs> It's like, let me explain Michael Keaton to you. Oh, man. Oh, that man. must have that's, taken a while. He must have been late for work. If you I, wanna, I was. I never actually went to work. Yeah, because that's going to take all day. Uh, yeah. yeah. I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. Oi. If you want to introduce someone to Michael Keaton, multiplicity is definitely where you want to start. <laughs> that's honestly, that's why, the, why start watch anything the end of the list exactly. right there. That's, yeah. Well, you got you to gotta start with multiplicity, then you move on to Mr. Mob. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Which is the uh, second part of the trilogy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Gung Ho is the third part. Wow. <laughs> Now what? you're out of my depth. I have no idea yeah, what you're what talking, are you talking about. about man. What's that? One where he's the car. He's working for the car company. Goes over to Japan. Oh no, I haven't seen it. Is he the voice in Jack Frost? Thing? Yeah, what I he was plays about to mention that. The dad who <laughs> turns into a snowman. Yeah, whether whether he's a snowman or clones or just a mom. Michael Keaton can do so many things. And honestly, I, that's pretty much all he's ever done. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely not. Do you know what they're probably like? They're probably, he was like, ah, I'm sick of being like snowman and clones or whatever. Find me something else. They're like, what about birds all the time? And he's yeah. like, let's do it. Let's yeah. do uh, that's the Birdman. So Michael Keaton doesn't show up in this episode of Legion. <laughs> um, so I don't know why we're talking. <laughs> oh, we were into multiplicity. Yep. Uh, so Dave is multitasking and he goes uh, to gloat over Farouk, threaten him, say he's going to kill him no matter what right. happens with the trial that they're doing. And then... Uh, how about how about that line, though, where he's like, be me, uh, be a deer and get me a coffee? I yeah. was like, oh! Well, I wanna, that's fine. I want to talk about this scene because he, he brings up the love thing. They talk yeah. about the love oh, thing. Yeah. And Farouk says, I know what it's like because the person I loved never loved me back. And he says, who are you talking about? And he says, you. Yeah. And he maybe wrote down the exact phrase, but I think he uh, he says, I always loved my baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is I, I don't know. I don't think it's explicitly this, but this to me felt like a Luke. I am your father moment. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I also think in that they didn't explicitly say this, but it's sort of getting into like, if he was in his brain, making him do bad things, yeah, his uh, whole life, basically, David has blamed shadow King for all of those, but maybe shadow King saying we did that together. Yeah, like, yeah. That was like father, son throwing a ball back and forth and we were yeah. doing all this fucked up stuff. So I do think like if professor X is David's father, 
Shadow King was parenting him in, from inside his own brain his mm-hmm. entire life to get him but here. But let me throw something out at you. I don't think this is necessarily what they're going for, but what if Shadow King actually is his father? Oh, interesting. Like, Shadow King fathered him, and then that's how he was able to take over his mind. We've never actually been, never seen his father. We've never found out that he's Professor Xavier or anything like that. We've just kind of assumed it. Yeah. So, if anything, it would make a lot of sense for the Shadow King to create his own vessel, to have created David That's a as great a safe idea. place to hide himself. That's really fun. Yeah. That would be messed Good up. Theory, Pete, yeah. you're very upset right now. I, I don't think, I, no. I just think the Shadow King just meant like, uh, we've been one for a while and I loved you, and you kind of, like, threw me away. I absolutely think you can read the scene that way, but I do think there is the other way of looking at it. I don't know necessarily that they're going to go in that direction, but I think there's enough of a... uh, The the way that it's phrased, there's enough dangling there that it could potentially go either way. And if there's one thing we've learned about the show, it's if we expect it to go one way, it actually goes the other. And they've been showing us... Yeah. X-Med fans, me and Justin, I mean, uh, there's uh, <laughs> Professor X stuff. And you think that's what it is. But what if it's something else entirely? Exactly. Yeah. The, the, you, you walk in and you order a clam chowder and all of a sudden it's Manhattan clam chowder. You go, oh, oh man. And you're not... like, I wanted minestrone to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this uh, this is when they do get into like, what is is love a delusion, I think? Mm-hmm. Or is it about controlling love or... Uh, or lying is the delusion that to keep control of this, the people in your life. Like that's where I feel like they're sort of pointing at that the most in the episode. Um, I also really liked uh, his, his sleeping helmet. It looks like the exact same one I put on before I go to sleep every night. Yeah. That was the same crown from earlier. The yeah. shadow King crown, if yeah. you will. Wait, you wear a sleeping helmet? Yeah, yeah, just so you can, like, you know, rest your thoughts so you don't go crazy, you know what I mean? Wait, for real? Yeah, just a glowing uh, sleep helmet. Where'd you get this? Did someone make Did someone make you wear this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you guys don't have to wear one every night? Which Pete in makes you do this? The one in charge? Oh, oh is fuck. that Red Pete? <laughs> yeah. Oh, They're red all Pete. Red Pete. <laughs> Beware, Red Pete. So, uh, so yeah, we get the scene with uh, Shadow King and then... Um, the mouse. Uh, <laughs> we hear uh, we Carrie and Carrie um, are hanging out, doing fun stuff. Yeah. That's when Carrie sees... Re- he's reconstructing well, what happened on the hill. We should mention, just very briefly, that uh, Carrie tasted the miniature's blood, which is my favorite throwaway well, line of the episode. She, yeah, I wanted to start with, she was like, do you know I ripped off the head of a minotaur? Yeah. Like, she's very proud of herself, which, as she should be. If yeah. you rip off the head of a minotaur, you should be able to brag by, to your friend about it. It's yeah. only going to happen once or twice in your life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then she talks about how it kind of smells like bouillon cubes. Uh, and then she's like, and it didn't, she says it didn't taste like it, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, that was great. I, Very I fun. enjoy that. She is wonderful. Yeah, she is. Uh, and then he discovers that uh, David wipes his mind, immediately says treachery. We flash over to Admiral Fukuyama. That's when we see uh, Sid having ghost sex and the whole thing goes down. Um, at the same time, Shadow King overpowers his crown, mm-hmm. calls a mouse in, whispers to the mouse, sends the mouse to whisper to Sid. And again, we're getting a lot of thematic resonance with a lot of other things. We saw the singing mouse earlier on in one of the alternate universe yeah. Davids, which you speculated was the Shadow King, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So in this case, it is. That, my, that mouse is, is evil. Right. And then the mouse crawls up on her pillow and whispers in her ear. That looks exactly like the delusion monster that we saw earlier in the yeah. season as well. Which was the cool. exact same thing. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff going on there. Um, this gets into a bigger thing because there's a turn in the episode right after this. We know that. What do sh- mice whisper to you guys? Uh, Is that, that's, that's what I thought you were going to talk about. Oh, what do mice, mice whisper to me? Yeah. Uh, they say, put the helmet on Pete before he goes to bed. <laughs> yeah. Make sure. Just make sure. They're very responsible mice. The mice, the mice that are whispering to me are mostly just like cheese. It's like selfish. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> just cheese. Well, it's like, yeah, why don't you buy more cheese and leave it out? You know? I don't, I don't work for them. <laughs> I don't work for these mice. That's what you it think. seems like we all work for the mice. Oh, <laughs> man. More. I feel like over the course of this episode, you're going crazy. That's hey. <laughs> <laughs> that gator bomb, dude. <laughs> so, uh, so we got the mouse whispering in. And uh, do you think at this point, has the Shadow King taken over Division 3? Here's the thing, though. The Shadow King isn't doing... He's Helping. Acting out of self-preservation, but he is only, he's fixing David's, like, sin. He's, like, he's telling people about Do you think so? Because you could, again, I think you could also read what's happening at this point. He breaks the crown so he has his power back. We know he likes to infect and take over minds. That's his whole mm-hmm. M.O. Right. And then he sends this mouse that essentially has his essence, his brain in it. To Sid. To Sid. He could be taking over Sid and spreading, like, a virus through the whole place. I mean, I do. The reason I think that is because he's just walking around by the end of the episode. Which, even if David's evil, the Shadow King is also. They wouldn't have released yeah. him unless something. Would be like, him. here's your glasses back. Yeah, hey man, go have fun. And also, yeah. can we press your suit because it's a little dusty from the desert? Right. Uh, but I also think the way it's presented is he lib- he just is like, I know how to stop David and get right. out mm-hmm. free. I will tell the truth about him. Yeah. Uh, which but I, I agree with you. The fact that he is running free is, is yeah. super suspicious at the end there. Yeah. Uh, and something that I think we're going to be dealing a lot with in season three. Yeah. If he's just chilling with division three. And yeah. 100%. He's just, he's not trustworthy. You guys can't trust the shadow King. Can't trust it. Don't trust the shadow King in two B. Right. No, boy. No, I, mean, I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah. A show that was canceled after one season. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. Yeah. Not even. Uh, so, uh, so with yeah, Jessica David, Jones. Yes. David yeah. comes in for the trial of... Uh, Shadow King. The trial of... Thank you. What he thinks, <laughs> Shadow what he King. thinks is the trial of the Shadow thinks King. is the trial of the Shadow King. Now, there's one element that we haven't talked about at all this season in the podcast. So this is... Uh, chapter 19 of Legion. This is also the 11th episode of season two. But then all season long, there's been these actual chapter breaks where there's been these typed pages that yeah. come up on screen. And right, the Trial of the Shadow King is chapter 12. Yeah. What is going on here? Yeah. I don't know. Because the numbers don't make sense. Right. Uh, so I, I don't know. It may be just, it, I mean, is anything arbitrary on the show? But like, I like the... Con- it looked beautiful the way they did that. So yeah. I don't know if they're trying to communicate something with the numbers or just do a cool transition. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. What do you think, Pete? It kind of seemed like it was the pages of the storybook of what was happening, which also made me question what was real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, so fun. he comes in for the trial, very quickly realize it's, in fact, the trial of David Holler. Yeah. Well, also, like, it's weird to me that they're like, we have to have a trial. 
It's only going to be us. Yeah. Uh, like, what are they going to talk about? Can you just yeah. sit on this know. side? That feels like a thing that happens in secret military organizations. That they, they, If they called it a tribunal, I think that probably would have been different. Yeah, I, to me it was just like, and we're going to put them on trial in front of us who are all already right here and know all the same information. <laughs> right. So, like, why are they doing that? Yeah, I don't know. I thought for sure there'd at least be someone else there that yeah. would be, like, the authority they have to convince to kill him or whatever. Guess uh, not. It's just to get so him he to comes step. in and he, as soon as he realizes what's happening, they trap him in almost like a gyroscope of energy that Carrie has created. Also, it was very reminiscent of atomic of an atom. The way that yep. was, yeah, uh, yep. which also I remind, was maybe an X Men. Also remind Children me of, of Professor X's yeah. kind of like shield helmet that he wears that has those kind it's of called things. Cerebro. Yeah, yeah Cerebro. Thank you. Uh, you should really definitely got to pick up a comic book. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or at least stop lying to everybody. Well, it's sorry that I can't remember everything all the time. Sometimes you forget about like something. Cerebro, one of the most favorite <laughs> things in X Men history. Yeah, you don't forget things for a second. Uh, no, I haven't done that at all this podcast. Oh, he forgets his kids' names all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but this stuff's important. <laughs> I definitely didn't forget something like five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, he forgot who Shadow King was. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so, yes, it's all a trap for David. Farouk is free, and they're busting David for the pre-crime, uh, which is a clear minority report. 100%. Uh, finally, finally. <laughs> this is something that we've been talking the about my, for a while. Wanted this crossover for oh a long time. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. dying for this. When are they going to bring in Tom Cruise? Oh, can't we, wait. Once we have a real honest-to-goodness red ball. What? Red ball? Red ball? That's oh, when... Oh, from an outer report. Yeah. Isn't that what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just was like, isn't that what we're Here's talking about? Literally the only things I remember from my outer report are the screens, which we have in real life now, yeah. and uh, three people in a milky bath. Uh, yeah. That movie is... Uh, which we had, kind of, because uh, David was in that bath that smelled like strawberries. Yes. Much better. Strawberry milk. Uh that movie also, what I thought was cool is what's something that's sort of true, that, uh, only on the internet, but when you would, he would walk past posters and they would know his name and yeah. like, hey man, you need this product. Yeah. That's sort of how a Google You think that's work. cool? You like that? Yeah, you like that? Uh, yeah, I'm a big believer in just state-controlled everything. <laughs> oh boy, this took a turn. Oh boy. Well, speaking you of state-controlled, so Nick Dave Offerman. is trapped. Yeah. <laughs> he can't get out. Yeah, you can't get out. It's trying to, like, talk him down a little bit. And this is, like we talked about earlier in the podcast, the big thing that she reveals that when Melanie told him, hey, you're not crazy, it's actually your powers, that wasn't true. It's both. Yeah. He has the powers which are partially driving him crazy. He has the Shadow King that's partially driving him crazy, but he actually is sick. Yeah. And I think this is... This was a tough moment to watch as a viewer, but I think you've known that all along. You know, the solution that, oh, is the powers that were making him fine was clearly not right. Yeah. But Uh, it's sad. Yeah, it was a sad moment where it's like we realized that, you know, the guy we're rooting for is the villain. And truly, like, they put a fine point on it when he's like, no, I love you. We love each other. And she's like, you came in my room and had sex with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, to me, I was like, oh, how do you... Yeah, how like, are they going to oh, redeem this man. character? This, uh, I'm glad they did that, too. I'm glad yeah. they realized they and recognized it. in the show yeah. how messed up that sequence was. Because yeah. they could have played it as like, ooh, ghost sex, like we were talking about it earlier in the podcast. But it was rape. He yeah. raped her straight up. And that is not acceptable in any way. That definitely is a turn for him, um, or at least him showing his true face. And 
he's not going to come back for that. But yeah. at the same time, I do want to emphasize that a lot of this season, we were talking about the themes of the season. We keep saying, this is the theme, this is the theme, this is the theme. But the big theme that Noah Hawley said he wanted to play with was the idea of heroes and villains and who is what. Yeah. But I think ultimately at the end of the season, in a weird way, it almost settles on neither. Mm-hmm. That yeah. everybody contains, literally, you know, true to the show, a multitude of different things. And David now is very much on his batter side, but it's because he is more damaged. It's because he is making the wrong choices at every bend. But I don't think that necessarily makes him a villain in the way that we think of a villain necessarily. Well, I think he also got called out for his delusion, the delusion that he's a good person and he's going to save the day and he's the big hero of Division 3 was shattered in front of him from all of that all the way down to his girlfriend who he loved, claimed to love. For David, I think being not a good person means he's a bad person. But what I think everybody else is trying to emphasize in that scene and what I think the show is trying to emphasize is just because you're a good person it doesn't mean you're the flip side right you can be other things in between there's shades between there and I think the the danger that this season is showing us is the delusion itself it's not like the truth of it underneath it's like believing the hype so much that when you're caught in it you have to shatter everything break out of it like it does like he does pick up Lenny uh, but who he, says uh he, she says, what about Blondie? And he's like, there ain't no Blondie no more. Right. Yeah. But, and then they zap off. Well, yeah, but wait a minute. Well, hold, hold on. Before you get to the last part there, there was that thing where he was like, you know, you're being tricked, you know, like you are being like, you know, you're you're being, you know, kind of pushed against me in this way of like, you know, that I'm the bad guy when, I mean, obviously all the things that he did was bad, but he did have that point of like you were being manipulated to see a future that hasn't happened yet. You don't know if I'm going to be the destruction of the earth, you know, Um, which is like, right. But he should then accept the help, you know, be like, you're right. I'll take do medication or do whatever it is. And like. You know, so that I don't become that. But that's hard to do. I I think when he spent most of his life being medicated, we've seen the uber medicated David in alternate realities as well as the reality that we know him from. And he doesn't want to go back to that. He's spent however much time has actually passed for him. I guess it's about a year. But yes. Oh, yeah. Soup. However much soup has passed for him. I'd say like. Probably a, an Italian wedding yeah. amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's yeah. a good block. Uh, of- but whatever amount of time soup has passed for him, it's it, he's changed. You know, he ha- in his mind he has changed, and he can't go back to that place, like he says, where he was a vegetable. Yeah, um, I think they approach it in the wrong way too. You yeah. know, they. Probably should trap him. That's fine. But I think they need to explain to him that, no, we're helping you. We want you to get better. We want you to get back to a place. This isn't about muting you. This is about letting you continue on your journey. That said... I think they are trying to mute him. Like, I think yeah. they're yeah. not quite there yet. They're scared well, of him. Yeah. And yeah. also, so in, he can't go from the high status position of being the hero yeah. to being truly just like the someone that needs treatment that has no status. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I think that's why he, he makes the choices. Taste of the power and drove him mad a little bit. And then he just decides, okay, enough of this. I'm out. And it's like, oh, crap. Can he really get out of this bubble thing? 
Yeah, and he does, and yeah. he picks up um, his uh, he kind of has that god moment where he yeah. kind of glows and floats. You know she's up. evil because she has brown hair versus the blonde hair, which exactly. is always good. Yeah, he ditches his Betty, gets his Veronica. Yeah, one hundred percent flies off to season three. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I don't know about that, all that, but he does go and get Aubrey Plaza, and they become bulletproof. Veronica. Yeah, it's Veronica. Dis- despair. Nope, it's Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's it's also not Aubrey Plaza. It's Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, played by. It would, I, got, I gotta say, it was a little bit of a weird moment. She was where he's like, "There ain't no plotty," and she was like, "By the way, I'm Aubrey Plaza." Yeah, that's a weird way to yeah. introduce. Yeah. Her. yeah, I mean, it's good. Like, it's good. You got to get your name out there. You know. Yeah, you got to yeah. plug your stuff. Yeah, one hundred percent. So that is the end of. It and then uh, Clark and Sid stand there and they say, What do we do now? And he says, We pray. pray. Smash cut to credits, into the credits. The song playing, This is Not Real. Right. Yeah. Which honestly, begs the question. which they should have gone with Wannabe by the Spice Girls. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Would have been more appropriate in terms of uh, the lyrics. I don't think, uh, I'm glad you're not directing the show. That would have uh, been a surprise <laughs> next season. All next season. Spice World Mouse Whispers bad, into your ear. Yeah. Direct a Spice World sequel. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Horrible. Well, I can't believe they all signed on. Yeah. All I mean, this is, what else do they have to do, honestly? Wow. Damn. Oh, <laughs> Harsh. Serious spice takedown. Yeah. yeah. Spicy. Uh, before two become one, let's talk about what we expect out of season three. What do you guys want to see in season three when that comes back in 2019? Uh, Pete, I, I'll hopefully... It was it was hard to see David make horrible choices and become the villain that people were scared that he was. Uh, I hope that uh, we can do something to make him less of an awful person. I hope there is going to be some redemption for him, uh, just because it's kind of heartbreaking to see what happened. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see he and Lenny doing some bad stuff. I think Division 3 will pursue him, so we'll get some good confrontations there. Uh, but I do think, uh, I would guess they're going to try to, it's going to be a redemption story about him sort of coming back and proving that his love, that he and Sid do love each other. I don't know what they, unless they're going to embrace full villain and just go all the way down there. But this makes sense why future Sid was like, oh, this is you before all the shit went down. Yeah. And... Uh, so uh, the couple of things I want to see is I want to see total reinvention because I never want to see this show become just settled in whatever it is. I want to see if anything, I would be super excited if they come back and it is the apocalypse and he is the vision uh, uh, villain in the story. Like we talked about sort of like a riff on age of apocalypse from the comic books, Pete. Uh, That would be very cool. You can Google it. Uh, the, because the shot we got of, uh, Boil it. You're so mad that he keeps saying that. Okay, fine. Pete reads X-Men comic books for just being me, and he forgot what Cerebro is. I don't want him to be bad. Yeah, thank I you. I don't want you to become the villain. I want to feel the empathy. I want to understand you, Pete. Good. 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 The, uh, the shot we got of him with his big hair and Lenny at his side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, to make that real would be very cool. Yes. And I think they, I mean, there's nothing stopping them from doing that. 100%. I that. also, the but, two other things that I want to see is I don't want to see him back with Sid because I do think what he did was unforgivable and I don't think there's redemption. I agree with you, but I that. do think the, sh- the, 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 the way stories go, they, 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 that seems like 
been the tale of these first two seasons. I think they could work together, but I don't think they could be romantically together anymore. But yeah. what if it like goes back and they do some like time jumping and they stop that from ever happening? Uh, the fact that mm. he did it, yeah, and they know that he did it. I think what we established but that by the could end be a different version of him. Sure, but I think what we established by the end of the season is at least for Sid and David, they think of their future selves as themselves. But that, yeah. that's what we he has been wrestling with. Well, you know, if I kiss Sid in the future, it's fine because it's just Sid. And then Sid comes around to. You are not quite there yet in terms of destroying the world, but you are going to be there. So that is you. That is who you will be. And I need to stop you now. So in terms of the way I agree with you that I think you can argue it in real life. But in terms of the show, that's what they believe. But their relationship has been the cornerstone of the first two seasons. Like we're going into a third season and now David's the bad guy. And like, you know, it's just such a drastic change. I'm less looking forward to next season. Well, I mean, we don't know. There, there, are, yeah. there are ways they can, like the Shadow King could have been involved. Uh, there are ways to to take away the the good part of David, to take away the, that the good part of David would have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to Alex's point, it is unforgivable. Uh, yeah. And I also think, like we were saying, this show can do whatever it wants, so it doesn't have to go to the, what, the expected narrative choice where we do see it's about their relationship getting back together or whatever. Yeah. The, the last thing that I want to see is, uh, and maybe this is just my comic book brain talking, but we got to see some sort of confer- confirmation about his parentage, something, whether his father or his mother or something like that. It's still this dangling thing over everything, mainly because they keep bringing it up that I feel like there needs to be some movement there. Maybe Patrick Stewart is signed on for an oh, episode. Oh man. Yes. That would be cool. Not James McAvoy. No. Oh wow! Oh jeez, that was a what hard no. Whoa. Yeah, no. I th- we Man. know who our professor X is. Kid wanted himself. <laughs> wow. oh, kid wanted. Kid wanted. Uh, that's a cool. Yeah, uh, and his character name was Wanted and Wanted, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Before we go, what was real this episode in the season? What was not real beyond our love for Legion? Justin, uh, what about you? Who tough one. A lot of, uh, despite the episode saying using this is not real to tag, uh, to tag itself. Um, I, I will say maybe it's my delusion, but I want it all to be real. I was mm-hmm. challenging the desert and like a lot of the locational stuff, but it proved to be as real as it, anything in this show is. Yeah. Pete, what about you? The only real thing, and I made sure to write this down was glasses, McLab coat. That was the only <laughs> real thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I gotta agree with you, Justin. I think everything was real in this episode. I think yeah. everything actually happened. There was not a lot of illusion about it. Um, I do think David is fracturing into these other personalities and that is part of his sickness, but that's also part of his mutant power. So I think everything was real. The one thing that I think may become not real, uh, in the next season is the bird stuff, the birds and the ice cube. Mm. That stuff felt They like gotta get out of that cube. Yeah. Gotta get out of that cube. Do you think it's like a, a big block of ice or like an iceberg? Or is it, are they just floating in someone's Diet Coke at a TGI Fridays? No, I think it's more of like a, a vodka soda. Oh, God, that's what you think is different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. It's very sense. bright it would, in there. If yeah. they were in a Coke, it would be darker. Yeah. 
Guys, thank you so much to for listening to Inside Legion over the past season and the season before that, potentially, as well. Uh, we will be back for season three, so stay tuned when that happens. That'll be sometime next year. But a couple of things to plug. This show is free to listen to and free to do, you know. Keep on your phone. Keep on your phone or whatever. But it does cost us a little bit of money to do. If you want to support it, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York. Uh, That is totally free as well. Come on by at the Pit Loft. We'll chat about Legion and cry that it's not on yet with you. Also, we do a bunch more podcasts that you can check out. There is our Preacher podcast, Preacher Man, that's coming back very soon. We're currently doing a Cloak and Dagger podcast called Cloak and Jabber. They're all in their own feeds. You can check them out uh, and a bunch more just you know go to our website and check them out Pete what else do you want to plug find us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show follow us on Twitter at comic book live check us out at comic book club live.com for the podcast and more and we'll see you in the soup 